Following Christ in 2021 is not for the faint of heart. Striving to be a kingdom man isn't about packing up and taking a vacation. It's about getting your mind right, your gear packed, and heading into war. It's more important now than ever before to stand up for what's right and just in the eyes of the Lord and seek His truth. This ain't a cruise ship, fellas. It's a battleship. So buckle up and get ready for the truth, the uncomfortable truth. Welcome to the show, guys. Thank you for joining us, whether you're joining us in the morning, the afternoon, or the evening. We're glad you're here. Hey, hold on, hold on just a second. Working at McDonald's, I'll take your order. Yeah, let me get uh, two number ones, no, four number ones, and uh, uh, just give them all with fries and large Cokes would be fine. Wait, wait, Sean, Brandon, that's not... Uh, two number ones and uh, two Happy Meals with chicken nuggets, please, with fruit snacks. Okay. Total be twenty seven seventy four. Please pull to the first window. All right, be there in a second. Uh, sorry, guys. Thank you for waiting. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> appreciate you. Yeah, we're just running through the drive through getting something to eat. Um, if that <laughs> was that uncomfortable. Yeah. I mean, it went, I don't know if it's uncomfortable like or not. Our, we really didn't go through the drive through. <laughs> I, feel I don't like know if we've people anybody. listening. It, they would say it's uncomfortable. We have gotten to the point to where we can't wait to see what's next. <laughs> yeah, right. so no pressure. You're right. Hopefully, it'd be funny if that listeners actually thought we we're going through a drive <laughs> Okay, who's opening us up in prayer today? I'll do it. Come on, dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we just thank you for this day. We thank you for this opportunity to meet, Lord, and just talk about what you're doing in our lives, Lord. We pray that. Uh, God, you just help this reach someone out there. God, touch someone's heart today. Lord, make a difference in us and make a difference in others for your kingdom, Lord. We just lift you up and we praise you and we love you. Amen. 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 Good morning, everybody. Afternoon, evening, whatever time you're listening. Uh, this is Obi. It's uh, my week for, for the topic, so we're going to dive right into it. Um, seems like most of my topics revolve around some reading or some some podcasts maybe that I'm listening to, some, um, you know, research I'm doing in some particular area. I have been reading a book um, just over the last week. It's called The Gift of Being Yourself. And like a lot of the books that I seem to read, it takes me about halfway through getting through the book before I really start honing in and, and and getting into it. And I don't know if any of you guys are like that, but when I get about halfway through it, I feel like I'm um, starting to, I don't know, it's like, it's like everything's starting to come together. But nevertheless, what we're going to be talking about today is becoming your true self. And that may seem like an unusual topic, uh, becoming your true self. Uh, that would mean that you have a false self. So, um, you know, what we're going to talk about is kind of the difference between uh, your true self and your false self and what that means. Our Bible verse for the day is going to be 1 Corinthians fifteen twenty-two. 1 Corinthians fifteen twenty-two. Let me read that for you guys real quick. Just as everyone dies because we all belong to Adam, everyone who belongs to Christ will be given new life. So I'm going to read it one more time. 
just as everyone dies because we all belong to Adam, everyone who belongs to Christ will be given a new life. So what made me think about this topic, and uh, while reading this book, what kind of really, um, you know, just kind of sunk in and, and, and really kept me glued into this book was just some of the feelings and emotions and thoughts that I've had over the last, oh, I'd say close to 10 years, you know, uh, just to, to back up a little bit, I would say, oh, it's getting close to 10 years now since, uh, I've been, I've been in the sales industry for longer than 10 years, but I started in the insurance business about nine years ago. And whenever I started out in the insurance business, uh, had no idea uh, what I was really getting into, uh, really didn't know, uh, what, you know, kind of success I might have or might not have was real worried, fearful that I wasn't, you know, necessarily getting into the right industry. And my, uh, had a lot of fear, you know, just a failure of not being able to, uh, you know, provide for my family, uh, pay the bills, so to speak. So I jumped in head first and, um, you know, I was really blessed from a standpoint that I didn't realize it at the time, but I was jumping right into a career field, into an industry where a lot of the natural gifts and talents that the Lord had given me uh, were really maximized in that industry. And so what I came to learn over the next, you know, six, eight years was that I really felt like the Lord had 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 me where he wanted me from a career standpoint um, because I was, I was excelling, I was doing well. And um, a lot of it was almost effortlessly, so to speak, just because I felt like it was natural. I felt like I was really just doing my thing and it, it, it all came to fruition really fast. You know, I realized really quickly that, you know what, I really feel like I, I'm, I'm doing something I love. I'm doing something that, I'm enjoying, and, and most of the time when you're doing those things, it doesn't feel like work, and and because it doesn't feel like work, it's almost like you're doing what God made you to do, and and that's the way that I always felt, and um, and so, you know, just kind of rounding this out and kind of getting it back into the topic of becoming your true self, you know, uh, I felt like that that I was becoming my true self, so to speak, in my field, in my career, in the way that I provided for my family. Um, but about a year, year and a half ago, the Lord hit me upside the head with a two-by-four, as Brandon would like to say, <laughs> and and started me, um, you know, down this this spiritual transformation and sanctification process that I had never gone through in my life. And all that being said, um, as I was going through that process and building my relationship with the Lord, really starting to seek the Lord in a way that I had never sought Him, um, I, I start a lot of stuff started being revealed about myself that I didn't know. And so up to that point, I had always felt like, certain things identified me, certain things were who I was. I had this false sense of self that was separate from what God's 
uh, alignment for, for who I am really was. And, and I can tell you that during those years of not feeling like I had a true identity, not feeling like I really knew who I was, I can tell you that I always was longing for that. And, and so, I mean, I can, I can vividly remember seats that I was sitting in studying, you know, at Bible study or at church or wherever, you know, thinking to myself, I'm maxing, I'm maximizing these gifts and these talents that the Lord's given me to make money and to provide for my family, but I never felt fulfilled. I never felt like I was maximizing my talents and my gifts to do the work of the Lord, uh, to do, to do what God has called us all to do, uh, which is use our gifts and talents, whatever they may be, to figure out how we can glorify him and maximize that and grow his kingdom in the biggest way possible. And so I I always felt like there was something missing. And so I know that's kind of a long introduction into kind of what we're going to talk about today, but I felt like it was needed. And so again, becoming your true self, um, you know, I, I said, when you're thinking about your true self, you've, you've got to understand the fact that there's a false self. So I just want to kind of give you a couple of different descriptions of a false self versus a true self. So your false self believes that security and significance are achieved by what we have, what we can do, and what others think of us. The true self believes that security and significance are achieved by being deeply loved by God. The false sense believes that happiness is sought in an autonomy from God and in attachments, whereas the true self believes in fulfillment found in surrender to God and living out our calling. Our false self is maintained by effort and control. Our true self is maintained by grace. And our false self embraces illusion as a means of attempting to become a god. The true self embraces reality as the place of meeting and being transformed by God. So we're going to talk a lot more about this, and I'm going to spin it around the room. But at the end of the day, the true self that I'm talking about you know, we, we can't find that true self by seeking it ourselves. Um, we have to find it by seeking God. And, and once, we can, once we begin that relationship in seeking the Lord, that is when our true self is revealed to us, the self that God intended us to be from the day that we were born. So it's by losing our self, what we believe, is to be ourself in God, and we discover what our true identity is. And so, um, you know, guys, I really don't have, you know, a question, um, you know, so to speak. You know, the question could be, what do you feel like your calling is? Um, I, I think personally that our calling, um, you know, the book that I'm reading calls it our vocation. It's kind of a more of a, of a theological term. But I, I kind of look at it as a calling, you know, God's calling on our lives to do something. Um, 
And so, anyway, um, I'm just going to pass it around, kind of see what you guys think on this topic. Um, I've got some other stuff that I want to hit on, but, um, you know, what do you think about this false self, true self concept? Real quick, I want to back up just for a second. I don't think it's fair uh, for you to talk about um, your gifts and your sales background without mentioning the fact that you used to work at Circuit City selling protection plans for big screen TVs. <laughs> I want everybody to be sure that they understand that this big brother just bringing him yes. into uh, clarity of where he's come from by God's grace. That, uh, Circuit City, thank you for paying for my college education. Amen. Yeah, and also Circuit City is not in existence anymore, but that is not because Obi didn't sell some stuff. That's exactly I will right. actually... Uh, um, follow that up with the fact that Circuit City went bankrupt about six months after I left. <laughs> <laughs> the entire company. Yeah. Yes. One salesman left. Yes. The entire company <laughs> shut down. But also, um, you know, and then, of course, you know, your time at Antler Works, um, you know, running all over the United States and, and really learning how to grind and sell on another level, talking to thousands and thousands of people. And um, I just think that that's, important because you were you were in the sales industry way before uh you came to farm bureau and anyway i just think that that's uh because at the end of the day I've, i feel like that you know um there's things that happen that sharpen us and and just make us um i guess just i don't know we, just sh- we sharpen we, when it comes to using your gifts you know yeah, we, uh, evolve. I, we evolve we yeah. evolve um yeah. you know my my whole point behind that was basically saying that I didn't recognize mm-hmm. what those gifts were um, until um, I, I started in the in the insurance industry about ten years ago. I knew that I had a gift of gab, so to speak. I knew that um, you know I I was you know good at speaking to people and and building relationships. But again, you know, jumping into a, a whole new you know career. It, it was just a, it was a scary time in my life and, and it was, it was just refreshing feeling like I was getting to, uh, I was, I was falling into something where I was able to maximize my gifts and talents. Sure. Um, Francis Chan does have you beat by the way. He was selling vacuum cleaners door to door. Okay. Wow. So I thought that, I thought that was pretty awesome. That's, that's awesome. So yeah. I, I think what's cool about all of that is that like, God was preparing you. You didn't know it. And I'm going to say something here and it doesn't, it's not exactly true, but like, I feel like in our, in our eyes, in our sight, God sees our future. Like we see our past. Right. So he, mm-hmm. he, you know, he still sees our past way better than we do. But when we look back and we see those things that he's prepared us for, it's really cool. Like now to look back on those things and say, okay, God, like that was awesome. You were, you were preparing me for what was to come and for how you were going to start to reveal yourself to me to help me realize what my true, true self is. Absolutely. No doubt. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. It, this is what just popped into my head as far as God's sovereignty. Um, you know, and we built this podcast around, you know, iron sharpening iron and how we, you know, a sword starts out just as a chunk of metal. You know, and it takes a lot of refinement and expertise. And, you know, if we were watching that from afar, we probably wouldn't realize that they were even making a sword sometimes, you know, if we were watching a blacksmith do it. But 
you know, it's almost like it's the best way my little pea brain can process God's sovereignty and, and our, and our false self and true self. Cause we all, when you said other people, bam, I mean like hit me in the gut because how much of my life did I live worrying about what other people thought about me? I mean, really, I mean, it's just the majority of the my majo- life. Yeah. And I think I mean, that almost now at 40, I recognize it as a, a trait or a characteristic of someone that I admire it. It like draws me to them. And it's not a flippant, not caring about other people. It's I am more worried about what Jesus Christ thinks of me than anything else. You know, we you talk about what other people think, but uh, again, that the entire the entire point of that that whole false sense of self is that we had predetermined this. We had made we had made this predetermined idea of who we are mm-hmm. before we, but like almost. From the day we were born, you know, we have this of who we want to be, who we are, and that's all created and and it, you know it's it's created and evolves from our desire from others, that's you right. know, from what what they're saying, and um, and so I just think you can't talk about the true self without talking about eliminating the false self. Um, that makes perfect sense. But, you know, this book, it was written by a guy named David Benner. It's called The Gift of Being Yourself. I mentioned that earlier. One one uh, really key point that um, I circled in this book, it says, to live apart from a sense of calling by God is to live a life oriented simply to our own choices about who we want to be and what we want to do. Calling brings freedom and fulfillment because it orients us towards something bigger than self. Yeah. So, I mean, we, that, I mean, that just says it all right there. Um, I mean, if we're, if we are doing what God calls us to do, and we, if we have found our true self, um, which has, has led us to desiring to do something kingdom-related, it brings freedom and fulfillment because it orients us towards something bigger than who we are than who we are. And I think that that's, um, that is the transformation process. I feel like once you begin that sanctification process, once you accept the Lord, you truly surrender and seek him and try to build a relationship with him every day. It's like you begin that transformation into your true self that never stops. That's good stuff. You know, I, in 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 our twenties and even in my thirties, I can look back and go, Brandon, you just turned forty the other day, so you got to add another well, one to I'm that. I'm going to. I'm getting there. Okay, getting sorry. I just, I just I feel like <laughs> I need to gracious. point that out for the listeners. <laughs> I would like to say, and it's Shane's birthday, by the way, and he's getting closer to forty as well. So by the time sure. you listen to this, you're going to be three weeks behind. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, you know, we have that. I remember often as I look back on decisions I made, there were decisions that I justified as being good for. God, but in the reality, they were good for me. And then I said, Hey, God, do you approve? Right. And what I'm hearing you say that I really love is when decisions come about, when life happens, when we are looking to find our calling, 
are we looking at God first and going, is this the path you want me to take? Is it pleasing to you? Can I glorify your kingdom? And then we take that step instead of taking that step and then going, oh, God, you got me? Right. Which I've been so guilty of so often. And I think that's the false self versus the true self is the true self is, God, what do you got for me today? That, that's become a recurring theme in my head. God, what do you got for me today? Because it keeps you in line with him instead of what's best for you first. So sure. For sure. You know, I feel like that a lot of us, um, we, we get in a bad habit of, of thinking that our career, you know, our job, our occupation, that, that, that is where we're going to experience our unique calling, you know, our calling on life where that's where, that's where we're going to come in to this feeling of fulfillment. And, you know, it's typically you feel like, Oh, you know, you think most of your, in, you know, you're when you're going through college, when you're in high school, you, when you're trying to figure out what you want to do with your life, you're thinking, I want to do something that I'm passionate about. You're thinking, I want to do something where I can maximize my skills and maximize my gifts. And again, you're, your unique calling is going to be based on your gifts and abilities. So we'll grow out of our deepest desires and, and we'll always, it's, it's always going to involve something in response to the needs of the world in response to serving other people. And so I, I think that a lot of people get, when we say calling, when we say your vocation, a lot of people think, Oh, my job. Or they think, oh, what I'm what I'm going to do from a standpoint of, um, you know, providing for my family. And it, it the Bible talks about it being just something co- so completely different. Yeah. And so I think it, it's just important to note that. And we talked about uh, money mm-hmm. last week, a couple weeks ago. We talked about how money is a, a tool. Money is a, a multiplier of what's in your heart. I think, you know, where the Lord has you in your occupation or your job is also that. It is not our calling to be a business owner, an insurance agent. Um, it is it is our calling to be glorifying him and, and bringing people to his kingdom through what we do on a day-in, day-out basis. And it's, it's easy to forget that when we're in the midst of... Uh, a little chaos in the office or um, super busyness. Um, but it's something, you know, we have to go back to him throughout the day, really on a minute-by-minute by, by minute basis, and refocus and say, you know, like Brandon said, what do you got me for me today? God, what do you got for me in the next 15 minutes, God? Like, don't let me get so tied up and and what's going on with me in my life because it is easy to to lose focus no doubt. what i'm hearing is your false self is more selfish worried about me and what others think about me mm-hmm. um you know and your true self you know is selfless um total surrender servant this is who god called me to be mm-hmm. you know the two things that kind of merged together right there is Shane talking about the money and the tool. And um, I think 
a good point here, and this is something that jumped out at me, is what are the fruits of the Spirit, okay? Because that's really from the Lord. Now, when I look at this list, if I'm just going to be raw and true here, I don't feel like I'm, like, standing out in any of them. You know what I mean? Right. So let's go through them real quick. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Okay? So can we exhibit those fruits of the Spirit and the desire God has for our true self in whatever environment we're in? So then that brings me something that I sent uh, my business partner uh, this morning that I thought was just, like, powerful. Because we are called to share Jesus' love. When a non-believer looks at the lives of believers and sees that they have strained relationships caused by money or in debt for homes and cars or in taking out loans for degrees they will never use, he doesn't see someone with answers. So why would a non-believer listen to a believer about heavenly things when the believer doesn't even understand earthly things? Yeah. Okay. And those fruits of the Spirit are the things that show us to be different in a non-believer's eyes or a believer who needs reassurance. It's convicting. Woo. Yeah, absolutely. It's really convicting. It's like, what, what are we doing to lead other people to Jesus? We had a special guest last week, Chris Gordy, join us, and um, he was all about action. Yeah. And, he, you know, you, it, not so much about words, but about, like, what are we doing for others and how do our actions lead others to Christ? And, and that goes, I think the first thing in actions is, like, what, what are we doing for other people? And that maybe the second thing is um, how are those fruits of the Spirit lining up in our life where people see a testimony of our life and, and wonder, like, what's different about that guy? Have you our ever own house in order. Yeah. yeah, have you ever met somebody that you just felt, the, you, you never met them before, you meet them, and maybe God didn't even come up, but you just felt the presence of the Lord all over oh, them? No doubt. Yes, yes. Uh, it's an incredible feeling. Chris Gordy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Like, if you can't feel the spirit of the Lord when you're standing and, and having a conversation with Chris, mm -hmm. then you've never felt it before and mm -hmm. you just don't know what it feels like. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be like, right. What is right. That? I think you got to know it. Exactly. Feel it. We were um, up at the uh, lake four or five, man, maybe, maybe six years ago. And it was all of when we go on vacation, we go. Our entire family goes, okay? That's not like seven people either. That's, that's like 45 people. My family, <laughs> Brandon's family, our parents, my mother-in-law, usually my brother-in-law, and there's usually extended family. So he's, he's serious. It's usually 30 to 40 people that go to the same spot. So we're getting to our cabin where we most of us stay in the same cabin. <laughs> like we're, we're super close, for good and bad. <laughs> and... um we're walking in, and this young girl is taking us to our cabin. She's showing us our cabin. Hey, this is your cabin. This is how you get in. Here's your keys. She's probably 16, 17 years old. And my mother-in-law just kind of stops and puts her hand on her shoulder and says, Honey, you're a Christian, aren't you? <laughs> this is just real, like, calm. Like, And she said, Yes, ma'am. And both of them almost started crying. Wow. It's like, I, she said, I can feel God all over you. Uh, it was uh, <laughs> it was a pretty incredible experience to witness that. That's cool, That's, man. That is incredible. That's good stuff. You know, I'm going to read another little excerpt from this book. You know, and and it totally ties in with exactly what we're talking about. It says it says Christ's way always turns our way upside down. 
but it is only in the upside-down world of Christ's kingdom that we will ever find the self we were called from eternity to be and the God we were created to serve. In God alone is the truth of our being. God alone. That's right. I mean, it. you've got to, I don't know, I, I just, I think about how my life has changed in the last 18 months. You know, I, I was the, I was, I grew up in church. You know, I think most of us sitting at this table grew up in church. I, I can remember, um, you know, asking Jesus to come into my heart and be baptized whenever I was eight years old. And, um, you know, I believed I got baptized. Uh, I believed I was going to heaven. I've always believed that I was going to heaven, but I, I, I didn't until the last couple years feel like I had ever surrendered my life to the Lord. Um, and, and since then, um, since then, my life has changed in such a huge way. Um, you know, I, I, every, I mean, the Lord is just, I'm just, I just have this longing to continue to seek him and build a relationship with him like I've never had before. And um, I'm, I'm just always looking for ways where I can be better to, for him, to glorify him, to um, show the people around me that any accomplishment that I've had, any, any feat that I've conquered has been from the blessing of, of him <laughs> and, mm-hmm. and, and just, um, and, and, and just how much grace and how much mercy I've received throughout my life has just brought me to my knees, uh, you know, over, over these last couple of years. And, you know, this topic really speaks to me because I'm 36 years old, you know, for, for almost 35 years, um, I felt like I was being the self that I wanted to project to other people. Uh, I've, I've never, I never felt like that I was on the path that the Lord really wanted me to be on. Now, I didn't know that, you know, until um, he just hit me over the head with the two by four again. Um, I think that one might have been a, a three-inch steel pipe. It may have been. It hurt, didn't it? It did. It did. It's 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 uh you know I'm still on my knees, mm-hmm. you know, and and um, but I think that's where I'm supposed to be, man. Yeah. You know, uh, I think I think I'm supposed to be on my knees, and um, you know, because that's where we serve the Lord from. And amen. Amen. So anyway, it's this this finding yourself. Um, has been also true in my life. And my prayer, you know, is that, you know, this topic and, and talking about this can make people maybe just question a little bit, you know, mm-hmm. maybe, maybe, maybe they're like, maybe my way's not the right way. You know, why, you know, maybe this, this gut wrenching, you know, sense of never having peace and joy is is not the way I have to live. You know, may, maybe there's a way where I can experience some peace and joy in my life, um, you know, apart from going about this uh, mindset of I'm in control, I can do it, I, 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 and, and getting away from that and 
and pointing our eyes, uh, you know, to something that's greater than, than us. And so anyway, guys, that's, that's, what's really, uh, just kind of hit me square in the face this week. It's good stuff. Very good stuff. I got a Bible verse here and I just, I wanted to read it just because it made me think about, you know, selfless versus selfish. Um, it's, uh, first John three eighteen. dear, dear children, let us not love with words or speech, but with actions and in truth. Just reminded me of what Chris Gordy said last week, and then it, it just made me think about what a great verse to find our true self, um, you know, this week's topic. What a great verse to find our true self and to, to live by, you know. Uh, let us not love with words and speech. Words are cheap. I mean, uh, but better yet, take action and seek truth. Anyway, I thought it was really um, a, a great verse to apply, apply to today. That's good stuff. Yeah, let me, let me let me One close it out. You know, I think we I think we need to close it up here. We're coming to the end of our time. Um, you know, we've talked a lot about calling. Some people might not really understand what that is. You know. Um, you know, the calling is, is what we were created to do by the Lord. And, and it's, some people never find out what it is, but, uh, you know, ju- just to round this out, none of us ever finishes this work or none of us ever finishes our calling. So don't fail to read on, you know, in this book that this is what the book is saying. It's saying, don't fail to read on because you know, there's more work to be done in this area, nor do we ever wait until this work is completed to figure out our vocation or our calling. The discernment of our vocation or calling is an ongoing lifelong process. It is learning to live the truth of our being, not simply fill certain roles or accomplish certain things. So basically what that's saying is that our calling to serve and grow God's kingdom and to serve people is not static. It is, it is something that is going to continue throughout the rest of our life until the day that we're called home. And so I would just encourage everyone um, to seek your true self. Do that by seeking the Lord. When you seek the Lord, you're going to find your true self. It's going to happen. And at that point, understand that that's when the real work begins. And, and that's when the joy and the peace that you long for, you're going to get to experience that because you're doing God's work and God promises uh, those those things whenever we're, we're seeking Him and building a relationship with Him. Amen. We want to thank you guys for joining us today just to, uh, on the way out. I thought about uh, the difference, um, the stark difference between the world's view and God's view. A big thing right now in the world is find your truth. We know that's not true because that word in the middle, your. Mm -hmm. I think the way we need to turn it around is find his truth. Let's, Let's go out and let's look for his truth today. It's not something we can manufacture. It's something that we get from him. Thank you all for joining us on the podcast today. We really appreciate you being here and listening. Uh, the verse for today was 1 Corinthians fifteen twenty two. For as in Adam all die, so in Christ all will be made alive. If you would, if you've uh, if you've got some out of this podcast, do us a huge favor, please, and leave us a review 
on whatever platform that you're listening on. And uh, if you need to email us a topic or a, a discussion or any questions you might have or prayer requests, please email realuncomfortabletruth at gmail.com. Go out and kick the day in the face, and we'll catch you on the next one.